The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Good evening, Boston. I'm, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of my program is From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. When I speak about trends I'm seeing in the community, really, I'm not into gloom and doom. I'm not into being, I'm not into being a pessimist. I don't believe in the world's coming to the end. Uh, that's, not, that's not my message. I believe in looking at things how they are. And I, this is a, a program targeted towards American-born blacks. But let me say this here. I'm not against black people, the black race. The reason why I speak to my group, nobody in this country has been removed from the table like us. Our legitimate grievance has been totally, totally removed from the table. Everybody, anybody can be assisted or helped by government but us. So I want to just call attention to our people that we fight for everybody but us, but ourselves. Disparity no group. It's nobody. I got no axe to grind. And don't come with that three cents I called you being division. No, I'm not. We are on the bottom. In this caste system, we are permanently on the bottom as a collective group. Don't be fooled by the few celebrities who are doing okay. They are far in between. That collective that King was murdered for is just as behind now they were in 1968. And what's really so daunting for me that black Americans, Ados, as I identify, are American descendants of slaves. Nobody's given more, more to America than us and got nothing. I repeat, nobody, no group given more to this country and believe this country more than us and got nothing. No group has fought in every war she ever had. Every war. Including the war for independence when she broke away from England. Promised freedom only to be re-enslaved. Nobody has done that like us. Still believing. Still hoping and believing. No group has been as, as loyal and devoted as us. No group. Not an immigrant, not no group. And by the way, Ados, American blacks, we are not immigrants. White community, please stop saying we're a nation, we're a nation of immigrants. You insult us. You insult American-born blacks. We are not immigrants. We are Americans. We're the only group that you cannot deport. We're the only group you cannot send back somewhere. We are American descendants of slaves. That's who we are. So today I'm going to talk about all the hoopla I've been giving to rap turns 50. Rap turns 50. Now keep in mind, when rap 
first popped on the scene, 1973, I was 20, young man. What a glorious day. What a nice venue. I thought, oh man, this is nice. Okay? Partying, uplifting, invigorating. Your parents could listen to it. Your grandparents could listen to it. You could also listen to it with your children. You could dance to it. Right? Get excited going to the club to hang out. Party. Disco. Feel good music. Uplifting. Inspiring. Invigorating. Okay? Big Daddy Kane. Okay? Cool Mo D. Sugar Hill Gang. Just name a few. MC Light. Just name a few. Just name a few. Queen Latifah. For 20 years, I would say, that venue was the kind you could sit around and not be embarrassed or ashamed to hear it in the public. And in fact, <clears throat> I cannot recall in the early years when it first came out, 1973 on, for the first 15, 20 years, no profanity. You hear what I'm saying? No profanity. And the N-word, are you kidding me? You never heard that. You never heard women being referred to as bees or H's or gold diggers or chicken heads. Those derogatory terms. And you did not mind putting it on full blast for the world to hear. Okay? The last poet. Very insightful rap group. Meaningful, with a purpose. Somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, this venue took a turn for the worse. With NWA, Gangster Rap, Ice, Ice T, rest of those guys, Ice Cube, it took a turn for the worse. What you have now is pure, unadulterated trash and garbage. The material is trash and garbage. The NA, NAACP just left here. They had a segment for, for you know, art and rap, 50 years. But no one called us, right, on what it has turned out to be. We know how it started now. Glorious venue, positive venue. Feel good music. Anybody can listen to it. You felt good. The lyrics felt good. Okay. There was no disparaging words. No insult. No, no denigrating us. No degrading us. But at this conference, it's supposed to be for the uplift of the colored people. That's what it came, in, it came into existence. For the colors. Not for black people or the black race. But for those who are American-born black, why they came into existence. So they had a segment there glorifying rap. 50 years, okay. No one mentioned what it has evolved into. No group has got hurt worse from this venue in the last 30 years than Adol's youth or American-born black youth. It glorifies homicide. It has no piece of revolution in it, in the lyrics. And don't take my word for it. 
Listen for yourself. I'm blessed. You find blessed doing direct in-home stabilization or in-home mental health services, working with families and kids. I get to get to know these young men and women, but I also get to listen to what they're listening to because I got to. Got to see where the head's at. I got to see what they're being absorbed, what they are absorbing. And when I hear the lyrics and the message, it is downright disgusting. And most urban parents, so busy trying to make a dollar or keep a roof over these kids' heads or whatever, have no idea what their kids are listening to. When I bring it to their attention, they're mortified. They sit there in shock. And I say, I want you to listen to the lyrics now. You tell me, how is this here benefiting your young son or your young daughter? Look at the image that it is promoting. Look at the behavior it is advocating. You tell me, mom or dad, if they're both there, how is this here benefiting Lil John or Lil Mary? And they idolize these young folks, these, these rappers. Okay? They can recite their lyrics, but can't recite their homework. They can recite their lyrics verbatim, but cannot recite their timetables. So the impression is very immense. When most parents hear this here, right, they're in awe. And with even another sad commentary, being out in the trenches, I love what I do. Some homes, some parents promote this here. They are twerking and bobbing to this here toxic poison with their children. And I challenge anybody who hear my voice today, you need to ask your children what they're listening to. Listen to the lyrics. Listen to the message. And you'll be mortified at what they are ingesting, what they are being absorbed with, what they are reciting. And we know, and the Bible speaks about it, right? As a man thinketh, so he is. As a woman thinketh, so she is. So if you are absorbing this toxic trash, what it is, trash, it's trash material, you want to emulate and try to be like that. And so today, neighbor, I'm talking about they're celebrating the rep turned 50. And keep in mind, I turned 70 this month of August 2023. It came out 1973. I was 20 then. I was grooving to it, bobbing to it, even purchased it. Okay? Bought it. My parents listened to it. And they were very conservative Southern black men and women. My grandparents, my grandparents listened to it. These are the break. Curtis Blow, remember that? Curtis Blow? So again, it went from uplifting, right? Energizing, you know, 
inspiring, making you feel good, making you feel warm, you know, peaceful, fun-loving, fun-loving music. Somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, right, rap took a turn for the worse and has not been corrected. But, you know, in my humble opinion, they always talk about, you know, the pioneers who started out, right? The pioneers of this here venue did not denounce, right, the change. When the change started to occur, the pioneers did not denounce it, and they also did not denounce, right, the executive producers, the music industry, who's putting this crap out into the marketplace. Two things the pioneers who started the venue did not do. They did not challenge the new breed, all right, the new cats, the new the new women on the block. Hey, this is not what we intended. This is not helping us. This is not uplifting us. And they did not correct or chastise the music executive for giving this, this crap, this trash, a platform. And so now it's become mainstream. It's got, you know, it's become pop culture. But at whose expense? No one has gotten more hurt from rap in the last 30 years than Ados youth or America born black youth. Nobody. Because they want to be like them. They want to emulate them. And many end up hurting themselves and being hurt, terrorizing the community. Because everything is resolved now with violence. A bullet to the cronium, a bullet to the head. Got beat down, smacked down. Everything is being resolved with violence. No coping skills, no peaceful resolution skills. Everything is met with violence. In the end, you're going to be crippled, paralyzed, right? Shot up, murdered. And the consequences is you're spending 30, 40, 20 years, 30, 40 years in your prime in this cage called prison. And that's become a rite of passage. Where many of our young men feel, and don't take my word for it now, you go to any platform, any YouTube, see how they take pride giving the state 10, 20, 15 years, being sexually molested, no, not molested, sexually assaulted, rape, men raping men, men having sex with men, men become homosexuals because you're in there doing your prime years, 20s, to give you 15, 20, 30, 40 years. You come out in your, in your 40s or 50s, you have no skill set, no social skill. Everything has moved on. You got no place to stay, no productive skills to earn a living at. You're now totally obsolete. And so when I watched the news, when the NAACP was in town, they did a, a tribute to, to rap. I just sat there mortified. 
what started out for the first 20 years as a fantastic venue that could have been used now. Think about, think about what it could have been used for. If the right minds were in place, if folks realized, right, how powerful this venue were to mobilize the young as King did during our struggle. And by the way, these young folks no longer identify with our struggle, Adels. Adels youth no longer identify with the struggle for liberation in this country, for us. But think about how powerful this tool could have been. It could have been a powerful tool for social justice, a powerful tool for reparation, for restorative justice via reparation, a powerful tool for political action, a powerful tool to call these parties. You ain't doing nothing for Adolf. You got no plan for Adolf, not for black people. That's the whole race. For the group that you liberally, intentionally ostracized through enslavement, which amounts to crimes against humanity. But it didn't stop there. Another hundred years, the black code, Jim Crow, Jim Code, the black code, Jim Crow, sharecropping, hundred years of lynching. Think about how powerful that vehicle could have been used to call for a redress for that wrong done to us as a people. If the right minds were there spitting out lyrics putting together material, tell a story of a people. But instead, what happened on this detour somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s? It took a turn for garbage. Garbage sales. And the lyrics all reflect that. It has turned black women into what I call prostitutes. Listen to the lyrics. Now. I don't take my word. Listen, just listen. Listen to the lyrics. If they're not selling their body, all right, get their nails done, right, their hair done, toenails done, food bill, pay their rent, you know, do their hair. If they're not, if you're not able to do these things, they saying you're a scrub. You're a wimp. Nowhere in those lyrics that's talking about getting together to build, to grow, try to achieve something. Because why, Adels community, let me just let you know where we are as a, as a people. It's all economist-based, all from economists. We were, deliberately, we were deliberately, intentionally locked out of wealth. No wealth. No wealth are in our homes. No wealth which means there's no inheritance when you leave home. So when you leave home, there's no inheritance. That means you're starting from from zero, from scratch. So if you squander your youth on bull crap, and I don't try to, not only try to get your skill on, but you're focused on your groove on, you're going to always, always be struggling in America. This could have been a great vehicle to articulate that. Hey, y'all. We were deliberately locked out of wealth because of white racism, white supremacy. It locked our parents out. There was no inheritance for you and I to get when we started off in life. 
So we're already behind the eight ball. So what's the, so what's the, so for, for us to be out here against one another, male against female, and vice versa, it's not productive. Because why? We're not talking about creating anything or developing anything or growing together. It's all carnal, all flesh. So the music promotes that. It promotes women to sell themselves. It promotes black males to do anything to get the bag. Anything. Get the money. Get paid. Get paid. Get paid. Get paid. At any cost. Even if it means giving up, giving up all your youth, being incarcerated. Even if it means being murdered, trying to get the bag. If it means being crippled, or paralyzed, by any means, get a bag. Nowhere in the liquor does it speak about delayed gratification. Young people, if you're listening, and parents, if you're listening, when you come out of home with no wealth, no inheritance, right? Delayed gratification has got to be the cornerstone that you're teaching your kids on. Quick money don't last. Fast money don't last. So if you don't teach them about delayed gratification, why? Why delay, Larry, gratification? Why? You got to go out there and acquire those skills. Takes time. You got to go out there and do some studying to be a carpenter, IT, real estate, a chemist, an engineer, you know, bioengineering, whatever it is. takes time to acquire that skill. Because why? You got to do some studying to acquire that knowledge. So your payday is going to come once you get that degree or get that certificate. Now you go in the marketplace, you can demand top dollar for your labor. Because why? You got something that's essential and it's also what? High income. High income skills. But if you always hear music talking about get the bag, get the bag, get the bag, and it costs, right? And you buy into that nonsense, that foolishness, right? And that foolishness, well, it's foolishness. All you are showing yourself, there's a darn good chance you're going to end up in those cages called prison. And you go in there, young man, in your early 20s, and that judge, right? Hit you with every count that he hit that he can't. Why he see you as what a minister of society? Because why all you see is a negative image being projected on the, on the news at six eleven o'clock. Black males out of control. So in his racist ideology, his racist you know orientation, he's justified in removing you from the scene. So all your youth is squandered in a cage. That's why you was not taught the importance of delayed gratification. Because this venue that you've been absorbing the last 30 years preaches, right? What did uh, Reverend 50 Cent, uh, Albany put out? I think, you know, get rich, get rich or die trying. I think with 50 Cent. Get rich or die trying. Think about the title. Get rich or die trying. Mm, mm, mm. 
No one's challenged him on that. Not the black community, nor the record executive. So he's telling you, young people, get rich or die trying. Well, many have died. When you're in that, that hole, that can called prison, you're dead. You're dead. You're not good to anybody. The world is moving, but you. Everybody's trying to make it happen, trying to create something, but you're totally, totally, totally stuck in neutral. You can't go forward. You can't go back. Why? You got 20 years. You got 30 years. Isn't this funny? Ados male, Ados male, talk to you now, right? They always give you time to take up, take up all your youth, all your 20s, all your 30s, all your 40s. You come out of there, mid 40s, early 50s, what good are you? What good are you? And many of y'all come out there, right? Homosexuals. Let's call it like it is now. Many of you have engaged in what I call homosexual acts. Many of y'all, some of y'all have been raped. Many of y'all come out of traumatized from being sexually abused for all those years. Keep in mind, ballers, shot callers. Most of the cats that you see accused of murder on the news, right? What they weigh, about a buck 25, buck 40? If you're lucky, buck, buck 50. But you are a bad man with an Uzi in your hand. You're a bad man with a 45 in your hand. You're a bad man with a shotgun in your hand. At a buck 35, buck 40. But in that cage called prison, your behind is no match for a man who's 200 or 250. So you end up being sexually raped, passed around, because why? You don't have no Uzi. You don't have no 45. You don't have no shotgun. It's just you. But you can't come out and tell folks the last 15, 20 years you've been sexually raped or you now started to right? view having sex with men as a way of life. Come on now. So when folks want to celebrate rap 50 years, you got to a decompartmentalize that. Look how it came out, what it's doing. When it took a turn for the worse, what has involved into? What it has involved into? And I contend these last 30 years, because understand now, rap came out uh, in 1973, I was 20. I was grouping to it, bought the records, you know, going to the club, feeling good, you know, dancing, good times. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the club looking to hurt nobody after hearing those third rappers. We didn't go there looking to do that, start no, start no mess. We, 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 we were not going to do that. Somewhere, it took a turn for the worse in the late 
80s, early 90s. And look what it has evolved into. And I contend no one's got hurt worse from this garbage, this trash, than Ados or America Born Blacks. And don't take my word for it. Listen to what your kids are listening to. I'm blessed to be a clinician out here in these homes where I get to hear what your kids are listening to. It's trash. It really is trash. The material that they're putting out is trash. We're making millionaires out of some of these folks for trash. For, tra- for trash. It does nothing for the community. It does nothing to, to uplift the community or to speak about what you're confronted with or show a solution how to deal with it. Don't do that. It's all about sex, homosexuality, lesbianism, right? You know, murder, getting the money at any cost, doing anything to get paid. It does not promote anything called standards. No expectation. Don't speak, don't speak about cooperation. You don't speak about uplifting each other. I challenge any of you who hear my voice today, listen to what your kids are listening to. Please, 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 listen to what your kids listen to. And you tell me, how could this venue do anything to help Ado's youth? I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Let's put it out there. Here's what it is. I say, don't take my word for it. Listen for yourself. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name our program from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. Let's speak about that. I think about things I'm seeing and why we need to really change courses. This program is aimed towards American more blacks. I don't, I, don't disparage, I don't disparage anybody. I'm not against black people. I'm not against Caribbean or African. By no means am I. I focus on my group because my group now is a permanent underclass. We've been there over 400 years, 400 years, fighting white racism, fighting, 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 fighting. And we still find ourselves attached to the bottom. So my observation is it's time for a change. And about gloom and doom, and about being negative or being pessimist, it's about if it ain't working, why are we still going down the same path? And I contend for you that 30 years, rap don't work for us. We need to call these artists and these undies executives on promoting trash, on allowing trash to have a platform. It's garbage. So again, you listen to WBCA 102.9. I'm going to take a break for a second. I'll be back to continue my dialogue. The topic of the day, rap turns 50. But again, it should be compartmentalized. The first 20 years, the last 30 years. First 20 years, what a glorious venue. You can listen to it. Your mom, your pop, even your grandparents can listen to it. Kids, you, your kids can listen to it. Their family can listen to it. Now, 
Pure gutter. Pure gutter. Garbage. So I'll be back. Don't go nowhere. I'll be right back. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself. Discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back, Boston. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you listen to WB. CA 102.9. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of our show from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. Well, I speak about things I'm seeing out here. Being a uh, clinician, working with families in their home, I get to see firsthand policy made on how how to affect people down in the trenches. I can also see social trends. Who's affecting? This talk show is directed towards my group, American Blacks. Not that I'm disparaging Caribbeans, Africans. I focus on my group because our legitimate grievance that led to the civil rights movement, laws being passed, supposedly to help the Negro, has helped everybody but us. And we were never made whole by these laws. We was not made whole by affirmative action, the Voting Rights Act, or the right or the Act of Civil Rights. 
I'm going to these three ordinances. The cause Dr. King's life have made Adels or Megamore and Black's hole. From the very beginning, the white elite set out, right, to totally strip them and usurp them from their purpose because of the contempt, disdain, and hate towards my group. Any group can benefit, any group can receive government assistance, government assistance to help them. Even those, even though they're not citizens, it's okay. But anything that might remotely help or assist American more blacks get off this here bottom rung in this caste system is met with strong opposition and pushback. So today I'm talking about rap turns fifty. This medium was so promising, started out so well. When rap, first, when rap first came on the scene in 1973, I was 20. 20. I'll be 70 this month. It's August. 2023, I'll be, I turned 70, 50 years later. Somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, <clears throat> this venue, which was so promising, took a turn for, for the worse, it has not recovered since. In the early years, right, anybody could listen to it. Anybody. Young, old. The language that was not disparaging us or degrading us or denigrating us or putting us down. It sure did not use the N-word. That's for sure. You go on any platform now, all today's current rappers, Vernacular, their language, is just filled with the it with the N word. That word, neighbor, was created to justify our inhumane treatment. I want to repeat, that word was used to justify American more blacks or Ados inhumane inhumane treatment to justify the lynching, the rapes being excluded, being spat upon, whipped with a bullwhip, limbs being cut, cut off. That word was used in the psyche of the white community and condoned by the government, right? They, they condone the, the behavior. That word was used to, to dehumanize us. In the last 30 years through pop culture, name it through the rappers, you know, these so-called entertainers, it become mainstream. Be the comedian, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, used all the time. And at some point, you got to ask ourselves as comedian, why are we patronizing people, paying people to insult us, to insult us, to denigrate us, to degrade us? Why are we paying people making them so-called stars for a laugh, all right, that their venue does nothing to uplift or make our plight any better. So the word came into existence, right, to justify our being treated the way we were. Because why? You didn't. 
They don't need nothing. They don't deserve nothing. They're not even humans. So now, last 30 years, we are paying and elevating our so-called entertainers to degrade us, denigrate us, to humiliate us, to insult us. Everything now is the N or the B or the H word. We laugh. <laughs> Who would want to be in a group like that? Who would deliberately denigrate themselves? You don't hear no other group. Not Puerto Ricans, not Spanish speaking, all right? Not whites, not Asians, not folk from India, not folk from Africa. You have no other group who consciously denigrate and degrade themselves for a laugh or for the bag. I repeat, no other group denigrates themselves, degrade themselves for a laugh or the bag. But it's, kind of, it's become commonplace now with us. People say we are the culture. We set the tone for the culture. Well, I contend in the last 30 years, right, we have set a horrible standard for culture. Is there anyone that nobody want to be us? They'll take our money. You know, you can buy their goods and services, their wigs, their food, their liquor. Yeah, you, you spend your money. But nobody want to live around Eidos in these cities. I wonder why. Nobody want to be in the community with Eidos. I wonder why. And see, the sad thing, Eidos, we already had a very terrible image problem from the get-go since 1619. Think about King and our elders, our parents, parents, parents out there with him. They was hell-bent not to affirm or validate that fictitious image that white America had of us, to validate us being subjugated to crimes against humanity. They was hell-bent not to be or affirm that they were the N or the B or the H. They was hell-bent on disproving that. First to themselves and to the community, to each one of them, to us, to help in on proving to us, that's not who we are. That's not who we are as a people. And secondly, to our community, anybody else. But mainly to ourselves, we're not going to, A, prove them right by trying to be the biggest N or the biggest B or the biggest H on the block. They would be appalled, downright embarrassing the shame of the current generation, those born after 1980. What happened to you? Parents, what do you do to your children? What happened to the pride we once had? Cohesion. Okay. In the struggle together, what happened to that mindset? Parents, what happened? Look at your children today. 
that glorify being the biggest N, the biggest B, the biggest H they can be with pride. With pride. King and our elders will be ashamed of what we have become as a community. That's why you have what I call classism, classism. Those who still have pride in themselves and our race, those who still in the struggle, for the most part, they don't want to be bothered with you. This so-called Martin Day Adolf, or the so-called Martin Day Black American person. Don't be bothered with you. They don't want to deal with you. Because of what you present and what you represent. Because you allowed yourself to lose all sense of standards, expectation, just a sense of peopleness, people. And today's lyrics, today's lyrics reflects that. And the female rappers are just as disgusting as the males. Listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to them for yourself. Listen to them. I challenge you, parents. Please, please, please listen to what your children are listening to. If that don't appall you, something wrong with you. And what really amazing to me, being the father of a female, I don't see how mothers or fathers could really condone what these female rappers and male rappers are saying. All this sexual business out there publicly, what they're doing, how they're doing it, who they're with, promoting lesbianism. When did black people become so attracted or fond of being a lesbian or homosexual or transgender? When did black men feel the need to embrace being a transgender? Or you got kids, adolescent, 10, 11, 12, right, saying, I feel like I'm a woman, so I want to start transitioning. When did parents start allowing children to make those kind of choices? Especially black American parents. When? When? And all the current rappers, musicians, artists can say, well, to each his own. To each his own. If that's what he want to do, it's what he want to do. If that's what he want to do, it's what he want to do. Let me, just put, let me just put this thought out in the marketplace. Let me just put this thought out in the marketplace into, into the atmosphere. If that thought was, was prevalent, when civilization first started, think about it. If that thought was prevalent, to each his own, do what you want to do, there would not be no there would be no civilization. If that thought was prevalent in the beginning, this civilization would never evolve. If there's no standards of behavior, expectation of behavior, no do's and don'ts. Civilization would have never evolved. Because why? Teach his own. That's what he want to do. That's what he want to do. We never would evolve into a civilization if 
to each his own was, you know, the theme. You must have standards of behavior, expectation, do's and don'ts. Otherwise, it's what I call a free fall. Free fall. What he want to do is what he want to do. And I really, really have concern about today's would be parents. I would not want to raise my child in America. It's my belief. Come to your own conclusion. She has become decadent. She become a decadent society. The kind of things your child have to navigate, the land, the landmine he must step over, she must step over. Kids in my generation and before didn't have to deal with that nonsense. All because of so-called enlightened social social scientists or researchers, whatever. That's garbage. Pure garbage. So I really feel for anyone trying to raise children in the days climbing in America. Given this anything go, anything permissible, you know, if it, if it, if it was how you feel, how you feel. How you feel, how you feel. Come on now. Garbage is still garbage, people. And a lot what rap promotes in the last 30 years is trash. It's trash. I'm sorry. It's trash. Go to any platform, listen to them. They talk about their sexual life, what they do, how they do, who they with. It's trash. It's trash. I'm sorry. It's trash. I was here when it first popped off in on, on, on 1973. I was here in 73 and it first popped off in 1973. What a glorious, glorious, glorious coming out party. For 20 years, man. Baltos, Baltos album, you know, Danced to him, grew to him, felt good about him, message. And somewhere in the late 80s or early 90s, rap took a left and ain't, and ain't been right since. And the NAACP was, was acknowledging rap's 50th, 50th birthday instead of, saying, instead of saying, this is trash. Last 30 years have been garbage, pure garbage. You need to what? Clean up your act. You really need to clean, clean your act up. Well, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. As you know, every week I try to bring you uh, some observation from the trenches for you to consider. So although I speak to my group, American Born Blacks, or Adels, as, as I identify as, American Citizens of Slaves, we are a permanent underclass. We are on the bottom of this here caste system. We've been there since 1619, people. And our artists do not help us with the disparaging, disgusting lyrics that they put out into the marketplace. All they seem to promote is being promiscuous, hurting each other, killing each other, robbing each other, Degrading each other for the bag. What did, what did 50 Cent say in his album? Get rich or die trying. Get rich or die trying. Well, a lot have died. A few might have got rich, but most have died trying spiritually, see, spiritually, mentally. Many are in cages called prison. 
Many are crippled. Many are paralyzed. This venue is trash. And it's time for us to speak to it being as such. It's time for it to clean up its own act and be the vehicle that it can be for social change, right? Political, political change. It can address liberation. All these things that we need, it can be that vehicle. But we got to call it for what it is right now. It's trash. It's trash. So again, I want to say to you, all right, I'll be here next Wednesday with another observation from the trenches. And again, I don't, I'm not here to disparage anybody, to insult anybody, but to say trash is trash. Last 30 years, rap has become trash. And I'm not afraid to say that. So until next Wednesday, stay safe and be good, but please check out what your kids are listening to. I'm your, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you've been listening to WBCA 102.9, WBCA 102.9. Till next Wednesday, be blessed. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119 Attention WBCALP 102.9 FM If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org